Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's worthy. It's impossible for me to sit on my seat. Sit in my seat and not honor him and glorify him. It's not possible for me. I can't speak for anybody else. I can't speak for your soul salvation. But for me, I can't sit and not worship the God who created me. Who breathed breath into my body this morning. Who gave me the activity of my limbs. Hallelujah. Who kept me safe on my drive here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bless the name of God. Genesis 1 and 1. Genesis 1 and 1. And if you'll be patient as we jump around a little bit, we're going to do Genesis 1 and 1. Then we'll jump to verse 27. Then we're going to jump to chapter 2. And go to verse 15. And we'll do 19 through 20. I'm reading from the NIV version. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. If you'll turn with me to verse 27 through 28, please. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now we're going to go to chapter 2, verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work, to work it and take care of it. Verses 19 through 20. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. Ephesians 2 and 10. And that's our last verse. Ephesians 2 and 10. And it says, for we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we glorify your name. We honor you. You are our God. And we thank you for who you are. We thank you for this time in your presence, Father. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you would speak through me, Lord God. This is your time. This is your word, Lord God. I am your willing vessel. You have your way. May our eyes and our ears be open. May our hearts be malleable to you today. Be glorified in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Praise the name of God. It's good to see the people of God today. Y'all look good. It's good to see y'all. Um, we honor the Lord today. We honor our bishop in his absence. Amen. Bless the name of God. We honor our first lady with her beautiful self, Lady Jackson. Amen. And we just honor the people of God. God is good. It's a privilege to be before you today. Um, and I just want to recap. Bishop has been talking for two Sundays. If you've been here, if you've watched on Facebook Live or you've gone back and watched afterwards like I did, I went back and rewatched 
the last message that he preached, um, he's been preaching about um, two Sundays ago, he started with having a mind to work. Having a mind to work, which is a part of our theme from Nehemiah for the year 2019. And then last Sunday, he talked to us about God's wisdom for the work. God's wisdom for the work. And so we're going to stay in that same vein today, okay? And so as I, as I canvass this room and I see all these great people, um, I see individuals who are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you just take a look around and look at God's creation, just look around for a second. Indulge me for a second. Just look around. Look around. I see, I see individuals who created for a purpose. I see people with purpose. In this room, there is creativity. There are witty ideas. There are inventions. There are business deals. There are leaders. There are motivators. There are writers. There are encouragers. There are theologians. There are people of God. And last week, Bishop reminded us of something. And it stayed with me. He talked about how time, our time belongs to God. All that good stuff in us, that belongs to God. And time belongs to God. And so we can no longer afford to hold on to all that God has put inside of us. All the ideas, all the inventions, all the writings, all the, the business deals, all these things that God put in us. The time to work is now. The time to work is now. Now, before I move on, okay, I need y'all to help me preach a little bit, okay? Um, and I'm not, I'm not typically a preacher who tries to get you to talk to your neighbor, uh, you know, a thousand times throughout the message. But I just need you to indulge me for just a little bit, okay? I promise. Just, just give me a couple seconds. Indulge me, okay? Now, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Find the neighbor. And if you need, if you know, if the other person doesn't have a neighbor, then make it a group of three people. Be nice. Make it a group of three people, okay? And this is what I want you to say. And I want you to, you know, make sure, do something nice. Say something, hey, beautiful, hey, sis, hey, brother, okay? I want you to say to them, the time is now. <laughs> Be encouraged in the work. The time is now. Be encouraged in the work. See, that wasn't too bad, was it? That wasn't bad. That wasn't too bad. So that's what we're talking about today. The time is now. Be encouraged in the work. Be encouraged in the work. Now, we started with scriptures in Genesis. And I started with Genesis 1 and 1 because we were talking about, that scripture talks about creation. And we are hardwired to create things because we are made in the image of the creator. Who created everything, the heavens and the earth, okay? We are his workmanship according to scripture. So we're wired to create things and make things happen and to work because this is what God did and what he continues to do in the earth realm. Ephesians 2 and 10, we read that it said that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in them. He already ordained that in advance. And so when he created Adam, okay, when he created Adam, he put him in the Garden of Eden to work and to take care of it according to the scripture. Now, God gave him specific work to do, okay, and it was work that required intellect and required skill, okay. He tended the garden, okay. I don't know about y'all, but I don't have a green thumb, and I, you know, I'm not good at tending gardens and lawn, mowing lawns and making stuff grow. That's not, that's not what I'm good at. Okay? But he gave, he gave Adam the ability 
to tend the garden. He had the task of naming the animals. He meant for us to be productive, okay? We are meant to use our intellect. We are meant to use our skill. And we're meant to use our imagination for productivity. That's what God created us for. So, and the productivity is for the glory of God, but we reap the benefits. I love it when Elder Stowe always says how we're loaded with benefits. That's something that he often says. We're loaded with benefits. Every day we see the glory of God and the manifestation of his goodness in our lives every day. Not any goodness of our own, okay? And then the scripture goes on to say that we will receive an inheritance, okay, as our reward when we work. It says that in Colossians 3 and 23. And so last week, Bishop was talking about how we find meaning in life. We find meaning in life when we are living out our God-given purpose. And we are doing what God has called us to do. Now, each of you, each of us, we have a purpose, okay? You are important. Each of you are important, and what you do in the kingdom matters. You may think it's small, okay? You may think it menial, but everything that you do in the kingdom matters. Okay, you are an important person. How many people have seen the movie The Help before? You've seen that movie The Help? Now, one of the main characters um, that Viola Davis plays is a maid, and she takes care of a family. Um, and she, in that family, is a little girl. Um, and what she does... To shape that child's confidence in the movie, to me, was brilliant. Okay, she told the child, you know, that you're important. You know, she said, you, you, you is important, you is kind. Okay, <laughs> you matter. You matter. You have a place. And so we have been shaped. We have been shaped by the king, the king of kings, the lord of lords. And we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what he said about us. That's how he shaped us. He gave us purpose. You are smart. You're important. You have a purpose. I want you to say that to yourself. I'm smart. I'm important, and I have a purpose. I believe in affirming people. I believe that we should affirm ourselves, and we should affirm each other. Because sometimes the enemy can try to tear you down and make you think that you're something that you are not, all because of mistakes that you've made or ways that you think you have failed, but you are fearfully and wonderfully made by a creator who loves you beyond what you can even imagine. And he wants you to know that. He wants you to be motivated to work in the kingdom because of what he's put in you, not what man has said about you, not how they have labeled you, not how they have belittled you and said things about you, but because of what he said. We have got to start believing the report of the Lord and what he says about who we are, okay, because he has said some things about who we are. You have ideas. You are innovative, okay, and all of that is for God's glory. And he wants to use what he put on the inside of us to advance the kingdom of God. He wants to encourage your heart today. I was sitting and I was thinking earlier, and then Lady Jackson, she mentioned it. She was just talking about as she was giving thanks um, and showing gratitude for how different individuals serve to help make the birthday celebration come together. And I just thought about all the giftings in this room. I thought about, I thought about Erica Stowe and how she gives of herself and how she will, will whip up a t-shirt for you in a hot second. If I call and say, sis, I need this or that, she does it. She gets it done. She has that talent, that skill, okay? If you've ever eaten Cornetta Benjamin's cooking, or you've ever eaten Logan Stowe's cooking or taste his smoked meat, if you have ever sat under the teaching of Elder Warren Hoskins, and watch the way he recalls facts and figures and things of the word of God and brings revelation to things that you never knew about. 
a gifting from God. If you ever watch Sister Cheryl Hoskins operate and watch her bring an event together, or watch Sister Sandra Lawrence put something together, watch the people of God. And for those of you who are not familiar, if you've got an opportunity to have a conversation with evangelist Denise Brown, a powerhouse, a powerhouse, when she opens her mouth, the fire of the Lord just comes out. It comes out. If you've ever had a conversation with Adrienne Milbury and listened to her wisdom when it comes to parenting and raising children, you will be blessed because it has been a blessing in my life. There are so many people, so many people, if you've ever eaten a cake that Barbara Gordon has baked, Jesus, there are so many people. Eat something that Betty Baxter has prepared. Y'all, you talking about good? Listen, people, y'all got gifts. Y'all are talented. Y'all have things that God has put inside of you to be used to advance the kingdom of God. I don't know what's inside of you, but he does because he put it there. And so we got to stop sitting on that stuff. The time is now. The time is now. Be encouraged to do the work now. If there is a ministry that you should be serving in and you've thought about it and contemplated, but you said, no, they might not want me. That, mm -mm, that's not your place. Do what the Lord has told you to do. Stop sitting on that stuff. And the other thing that the Lord kept impressing upon me is the well that is inside of you as people of God. There is a well inside of you. That is something that Minister Charlotte Smalls has said to me on many occasions. And I did not understand all of what that meant. And I'm still learning because the Lord is still always revealing things to us. But she would say, you got a well inside of you. You got a well inside of you. Um, and this is the work of the Holy Spirit. The living water on the inside of you is the work of the Holy Spirit in you. That stuff is not meant to just stay inside of you. That is kingdom business. That's kingdom work. And we have to walk in obedience. And you are meant to help bring life. Okay? You're meant to help bring life and light to the world through your work. That is what the living well is for that's inside of each and every one of you. Now, this is done through the way that we live and through our obedience to the Lord. And so one of the things that I want to share with you today is that God prepares you for the work that he has called you to do. Please believe that he's going to prepare you for the It may not feel like it. It may feel like you don't have what it takes. It may feel like you have no idea what you're doing in certain moments or like you're not cut out. But let me tell you something. When he has anointed you for a purpose and for a thing, he is working through you and shrouds you in his glory. It's like in my head, I just, I, I imagine it like a blanket, like a blanket of his glory. Almost like, you know, you ever been in a situation where people at work are like, you know, um, how did you do that? How did you come up with that? We've been trying to crack that for a while, and you just got it. And in your mind, you think you got it. That was only you. It's like he shrouds you, like he puts a blanket of his anointing on you, and people see that. They don't see you. They don't see the flesh. They see God working through you because it's his work. I have had those moments where I'm like, mm, Lord, I don't know about this. I'm not sure I can accomplish this, and God does it. It's not me. He does it, and people see the glory of God at work. And then that's my opportunity to say, you know, God did that. That was God's thing. That was his work working through you. And then what happens is people see his glory. They see his glory through you. They see God's anointing all over you. The Bible says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your work unto the Lord and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16 and 3. He does a thing. I'll give you an example. I was talking to a really good friend yesterday. 
And um, she is an educator, but they've already, in her school district, they've already gone back to work. God bless them. Um, we start tomorrow. Y'all pray for us. Um, but she's already gone back to work. And she called me yesterday, and I was, you know, trying to get myself ready, you know, for today and just, you know, trying to uh, consecrate myself. And she called, and I started not to answer the phone. Uh, but I did. And so she was just talking about how she is just, just was so bubbly and so excited about what God was revealing to her and doing in her life. And she was talking about how years ago when she was in college, she had no idea what the Lord's calling was for her in terms of a profession. She just didn't know. And she said she just heard, she was like, and I didn't know the Lord like I know him now. She said, but I just heard a small voice say teach. Okay. And so she became a teacher. She went on to get a degree in teaching and then a master's degree in, in reading. Um, and she didn't, she was just talking about how, you know, there were certain things that happened and they um, were part of her journey and she didn't understand every step of the journey. And so fast forward to a couple of nights ago, she was talking about how, you know, the school year has started and she um, is teaching first grade and she's the team lead for first grade. And they were having a conversation about how some of the kids didn't know what they expected them to know. There were some of the skills, there were some deficits that they didn't have from kindergarten. And so they were talking about, well, how are we going to address that so that we can go on teaching the other standards for first grade? And so she said she had that conversation. And then she said a couple of nights ago, the Lord showed her clear as day what to do for each of those students to meet that need. She was like, it was a vision. The Lord showed me, it was like a whiteboard. And he was writing those things on a whiteboard, showing me what I was supposed to do with those students. And she was like, how have I missed this all this time? How God has orchestrated every step of my career, how he has been in all of it, how he has led me and guided me, how he just clearly as day showed me how to do something in the classroom. And to some people that might be small, but to her it was a big deal. The Lord clearly showed her, and she said, when I go into the classroom, I'm going to do exactly what he said to do. She said, it's not going to be what they're doing, but it's going to be what God told me to do for these kids. And it blew her mind. It just blew her mind. I was like, I just, I was just in awe of God, listening to her and having a conversation with her. I was in awe of God and how he moves, that he just gave her that. He just downloaded it in her. Not for her glory, but for his glory and to edify those children. That is how God uses the gifting that he has put in us because after all, it doesn't belong to us. And that was her testimony. But I just had to share that because I just was like, God, you are so awesome. The way that you work, the way that you show us that this belongs to you. It's crazy. And she was just like, you know, this was like a light bulb going off in my head. And she just said to me, how have I missed this all this time? And it was a rhetorical question. I was like, I, I don't know. You know, that's, that's, that's your journey, and that's, but you come to it. God has given you that, rev, regular, that revelation. Um, and so we just, she understood so much more about the character of God, just in that vision that he had given her, um, and about how he prepares us, and he gives us the tools that we need to do what he has called us to do in the marketplace. He shows us how to effectively operate in our gifting. So if you're not sure about how to operate in a gifting, talk to the Lord. Seek his face. There's something you're stuck on, some project at work that you just can't get done. Hey, bring the Lord into your workspace. I promise you he will make, I have seen him work and make things happen. I have sat in my office many a time with students 
people were dealing with emotional issues, and I'm like, God, I, I'm stuck here. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And by the end of that session, the child is, is, is feeling better, and they come to me and say, you helped me. I use what you said, and I know in my head that it was only God that did that. Not me, but him, because it's his gifting that he's put in me. And so the next thing I want to share with you is that there has to be a sense of urgency about the Lord's work. We move too slow sometimes. Some of us are sitting on things that the Lord has given us to do and laid on our hearts and have been there for years. Lady Jackson shared a very transparent moment with us, just about something as simple as her cable TV. She didn't have to share that, but she did. Sometimes we don't move when God tells us to move. Sometimes the Lord gives us projects. He gives us ideas. He gives us things to do to dominate in certain industries because we're kingdom people, so we can't dominate in industries in case you didn't know. Sometimes we lose focus. Okay, we lose focus sometimes, and we say, well, God, I didn't have time for that. I was tired when I got home from work. Lord, I might fail at that. I'm not sure if I can do it. I don't have the resources. Let me tell you something. Tomorrow is not promised to us. It is not promised. Jesus told the disciples, he said, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no man can work. That's John 9 and 4. Jesus is our example. He was focused. He was about business. And he stuck to the plan. So when the Lord gives you a plan, execute that plan. Okay? we got to remain focused. We have a great responsibility. Bishop talked about that these last couple of Sundays about the responsibility that we have. But guess what? It's not anything that you're not equipped to handle. The Bible says that he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. He has equipped you. And to whom much is given, much is required. You walked in here today. Nobody wheeled you in. To whom much is given, much is required. You woke up this morning. Nobody wheeled you out in the ambulance. To whom much is given, much is required. You dressed yourself this morning. Hallelujah. You had transportation to get the service this morning. To whom much is given, much is required. Much is required. We have got to be about our father's business. The time to put our hands to the plow is now. Bishop talked last Sunday about murmuring and complaining. And I think that might, he might have talked about that first Sunday, about murmuring and complaining and how we have to stay away from that. Y'all, this is the Lord's work, and I promise you, he has a blessing for you. There is something that he has for you that is not anything that you have ever seen before. You got to leave procrastination in the wind. I'm talking to me. I got to leave procrastination in the wind. I will sometimes put tasks on the back burner because in my mind it is daunting and it is overwhelming. But putting it off only adds to the stress. Because I sometimes we forget to include God. And we talk about what's overwhelming to us and how we feel. But how many of you know that you got to take feelings out of it? 
you got to take feelings out of it because God has equipped us. He's equipped us, okay? And so we can't, we can't be slowful. We can't be slowful. We have to move. Scripture says in Proverbs 13 and 4, the soul of the sluggard craves nothing and gets nothing, okay? While the soul of the diligent is richly blessed. So if you're slowful or you're a sluggard, you don't get nothing. <laughs> That's what the scripture says. But if you are diligent, you are richly blessed. I don't know about you, but I want the blessings of the Lord. And I'm not just talking about in eternity. We can have it here. We can have the blessings of the Lord here. And I'm not just talking about financial blessings. I like peace in my house. Mm -mm. Peace, is, peace is priceless. Y'all don't understand. When you don't have some demonic force try to come up in your house, peace is priceless. I like being in good health. I don't know about you, but I enjoy a clean, I enjoy a clean bill of health when I go to the doctor. Richly blessed. Amen. Territory enlarged. Glory to God. Bills paid. Out of debt. Money left over for your own use. So let's be diligent. There has to be a sense of urgency about the Lord's work. The next thing, operate in the spirit of excellence. Operate in the spirit of excellence. Well, what does this mean, preacher? This means be kingdom-minded the whole way through. Be kingdom-minded the whole way through. Serve with a cheerful heart. Give it your best. Do whatever you do as unto the Lord. If the Lord called, called you to affect change and impact the kingdom as an electrician, do it as unto the Lord. If the Lord has called you to impact people because you work in HR, I know we got some folks in here that work in HR, and HR is not easy work. You deal with people, okay? Do, we do our work as unto the Lord. If the Lord has called you to be a salesman, a business owner, do it well in your ministries that you are a part of here at Tabernacle of Praise and even ministries that you might participate in outside of here. Operate in a spirit of excellence, guys. This is the Lord's work. And sometimes we get too comfortable and too familiar. Too comfortable and too familiar. We have got to operate in a spirit of excellence. Do it regardless of who is watching. Do it regardless of who pats you on your back and says, good job. Because when I tell you that you will receive a reward from the Lord that is incomparable to anything that man can do for you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. It may look like it. Days may be dark. You might not be able to see one step in front of the one you just took. But your labor is not in vain, people of God. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Press towards the prize of the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Not in man. Not in your boss. But in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And I referenced this scripture early in Colossians 3 and 23. We will receive an inheritance for our reward. We are king's kids. We are seated in heavenly places. We are joint heirs with Christ. There's nothing that compares to that. Nothing that compares to that. And if you are unsure how to strategize or how to execute a plan, it's okay to ask for help. 
It's okay to ask the Lord, Lord, who do I need to go to? Who do I need to communicate with? What steps do I need to take to be successful in this, God? And it's okay for us to dominate industries, y'all. It's okay for us to be on top. That's all right. It's okay. You know who your father is. He is the great I am. And the great I am lives in you so you can be great for his purposes. For his purposes. So plan to win. Plan, go into stuff planning to win. Not planning to fail, but plan to win when you do stuff. Make that the best pan of macaroni and cheese you ever cooked. <laughs> Write the best blog you can. Do what the Lord has called you to do in a spirit of excellence. Do it for him. Do it his way. Okay? When you do it his way, when he's ordering your steps, you always win. You always win. You are already victorious. Now, when the Lord, this next point, when the Lord said this to me, I was like, oh, man, Lord. He said, when the Holy Ghost is affirming you, don't resist him. When the Holy Ghost is affirming you, don't resist him. And so I had to think about that. Okay, God, what do you mean? And so you got to think about what the word affirm means. This means that affirm means to confirm something or to validate it. Okay, so when you heard something or you sense the Lord telling you to do something, don't shake your head, no. Just say yes. Say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, God. I'll obey you, Father. I don't understand. I can't see. But say yes to his will. When the Holy Ghost is, has shook you and made you aware that God is calling you to do something, do not resist. Trachelia, do not resist. I'm talking to me. We don't have the right we just don't have the right to sit on gifts and sit on the silence. The Lord is saying that the time is now, people of God. The time is right now. I remember when Pastor Mercy Jones was here in March, and we had the three-night revival. And she was teaching on the Academy of the Holy Ghost. If you are not here, I encourage you to please go back and listen to the podcast. Go back to Facebook on the church page and listen to the messages. But... Um, she talked about how the Holy Ghost is a hadigeo. Y'all, that's like one of my favorite words now. When I, you know, pray to talking to the Lord about the Holy Ghost, I, you know, I had that hadigeo, man, that, that blessed me. When she was talking about um, the hadigeo, and that means that he is our guide. Hadigeo means guide. Um, and he, the Holy Ghost is not going to leave you somewhere stranded without directions. So if the Lord has given you a plan to execute, he's giving you something to do he's not going to do it without giving you strategy and giving you a way to get it completed so if the if the lord is calling you to do a work he's got you he has you he has you god has not given us the spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind and i don't know about you but fear is one of those things that can hold me back that tries to but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world god is greater than anything if he be for you, he's more than the whole world that comes against you. They ain't got nothing on God. Nothing on him. The Lord is calling us to do a great work. And if the Lord sent a word in the same vein for three Sundays in a row, there's a reason that he sent us that word. There's a reason why he is speaking to us about the work. There's so much work to be done. There's so much work to be done in the kingdom. And we spend a lot of our lives every day in the marketplace, in our workspaces. We spend the majority of our day in the workspaces. God is aware of that. He's aware of that. He's aware of the job that you have. He's aware of where you work. 
okay? He's aware of the people that you interact with. If you don't work, if you're retired, or if you're doing other things, God is aware of that. These are our opportunities. Lady Jackson was talking about this earlier, about opportunities, the opportunities that the Lord gives us. We have to take those opportunities in our workspaces and our workplaces. We can't, we have to be bold. You have to use wisdom. You got to use wisdom. But we also need to walk in boldness, and we have to have a sense of urgency about the Lord's work. We got to care about it. We have to care about the Lord's work. We can't get complacent. We can't talk about what other people are not doing when you didn't do what you were supposed to do. We have to worry about ourselves. We have to look inside and say, God, what is it? What is it that you have called me to do? Okay? The Lord is encouraging your hearts today. He wants you to know that there's greatness on the inside of each and every one of you. He wants you to know that you are created in his image. He is a creator, so so are you. You are meant to create. You are meant to use your intellect, your skill, your abilities, your gifts for the glory of God to advance the kingdom. So whatever it is the Lord has put in you, whatever he is beckoning you to do, whatever that is that you wake up thinking about and you push to the side because you are, uh, you are resisting the affirmation of the Holy Spirit, answer the Lord. Say yes to his will. Say yes to his way because we are loaded with benefits daily. And we belong to the Lord. Time belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to us. So we've got to use it and use it wisely. Use it wisely. Amen? And that's it. We're closing. If you'll stand with me.